Haman was a big Russia. Haman was a big Russia. From his triangle pointed capalach to his visalach, Haman was a big Russia. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to another episode of Shalom with from Shoshim Yom. Today is the 21st day in our quest to learning all about the holiday of Purim. We're going to talk for a little bit more right now about Mordechai's lineage. There is so much more to talk about when it comes to the Megillah. The Purim is only nine days away, but we're still only up to the story of Mordechai, which just shows how layered this is. We probably are going to start skipping around a lot more over these next nine days, but for now, let's just do a quick idea, and the idea goes as follows. So, if you look at his lineage, it says, Ben Yair, Ben Shimi, Ben Kish. Obviously, these aren't the only ancestors, and some of the commentators pick out that some of them aren't even super direct commentators. I'm sorry, <laughs> some of them aren't even super direct ancestors. And so, why were these few few picked? And and so, the, the Gemara Megillah Ta'am talks about, it says, it says, what does Ben, ben Yair mean? Yair means illuminate. And what is he? He's a son who illuminated the eyes of the Jews with prayer. And when they saw Mordechai davening with tremendous faith faith and bitachon, their eyes were illuminated and they were inspired um, to arise and to daven as well. And then the next description of Mordechai is Ben Shimi. Shimi means to hear. Somebody whose tefillahs were heard by Hashem. And then he's Ben Kish. Kish means to knock. It's a person who knocked on the doors of mercy, and they were opened for him. So just an idea that the Gemara Megillah wanted to share with us. All right, so let's start right now. And this Mishnah goes as follows. Rosh Chodesh Adar, Shechali Os B'Shavas. So just to, just to start, before we, before we, um, if we go right into the Mishnah, there are four, there are four, chap, there are four um, passages called the Arba Parshas, which are read right before or, or right after Adar, and they are the follows. The first is Parsha Shkalim, which obligates every every Jewish man to pay half a shekel tax each year. This money, which had to be paid before the first of Nisan, was used to buy the communal offerings. And we know that we read this, we're gonna see we're actually gonna see in this Mishnah when we're supposed to read this passage. The second passage is a very famous one, it's called Parsha Zachor, which includes the commandment to remember that Amalek attacked the Jewish people and the commandment to eradicate Amalek. We know we read right before Purim. And then there's Parsha's Paro, which details how a person who acquired tumult from a corpse can become tarot through a process that includes being sprinkled with the water that contains the ashes of a Paro Duma, which is a red cow. And Parsha's Hachodesh, which teaches the laws of Pesach, including the mitzvahs of the Pesach offering and the matzah and the prohibitions of chametz. And now we are going to learn when each one is read and why. Very very simple reasons for each one. Rosh Chodesh Adar Shechalios B'Shabbos If the first day of Adar, Rosh Chodesh Adar, happened to fall on Shabbos, Karim B'Parsha Shkolem. Then you read the Parsha of Shkolem then. Chalios B'Socha Shabbos. However, if if this um if this Rosh Chodesh falls out during the week, then then you read it. Maktimin Am L'Shavar Umafsikin L'Shabbos Acheres. So what you do is if, if Rosh Chodesh falls out during during a weekday, then you move the Parsha Shkalem instead of to on Shabbos, you move it to the previous week's Shabbos, and and then you have that Shabbos is just a regular Shabbos where where we kind of stop the, the the chain of of four Parshios where it's just like a, a regular Shabbos, kind of like what this Shabbos is because um because Purim, um, I'm sorry because Rosh Chodesh fell out on Tuesday and Wednesday this year. This week is just going to be a regular Shabbos. And Shabbos is awesome, so really not that big of a problem. Bishniya Zachar, the second 
um, passage that you're going to read is Parsha Zachor, and we're going to read it the week before Purim because that's when we talk about how Haman, who is a descendant of Amalek, tried to kill us. So we look at the at the um, we look at the the pasuk that was telling us about how Amalek uh, attacked the Jews, and so we try to look at it basically that it's the same story repeating itself over and over again, which is very sad. Mishlishis on the third Shabbos Paraduma we read Paraduma. Why? This is because that since it's a few weeks before Pesach, you can only eat the korban Pesach if you are in a state of 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 being tahor. Again, we know this is not really so applicable nowadays, but it's still the source for for why we read it when we read it. And so, peop, this is like the 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 reminder for people. You have to remember that, especially in those days, the printing press didn't exist yet. So really, you only had a few Torahs. The only the only Torahs that you had were actual um, Sifrei Torah, actual scrolls themselves. And so a lot of people maybe wouldn't know um, Hilchus Tumavitar and how to make themselves taller so that they can eat the Korban Pesach. So they would read it in public a few weeks before so that these people would become knowledgeable in the Halachas. Kind of similar to what we're doing right now where we're sitting here and we're learning the Halachas of Purim so we can become knowledgeable once it comes there. Bereviis in the fourth Shabbos, HaChadosh We read the we read, um, we read Parashas HaChadosh which is, it teaches you the laws of Pesach, and it's read right before Pesach. And on the fifth Shabbos, so the Shabbos after Parshas Chodesh, we read uh, the regular Parsha, we go back to the regular order. Now, now last point, for all of these following things, we stop, either stop part of the of the Torah reading, um, or we stop just the Haftorah, or we take away the entire Torah reading and substitute it um, with with a special reading whenever we do the following. And interesting on, on Rosh Chodesh, on Hanukkah, Bapurim, and on those three on those three holidays, we replace the regular Haftorah with the Haftorah, Haftorah of that occasion, but the the regular Torah, Torah portion during the week is is not this place. And then it says. Um, when Yom Kippur falls out on Shabbos, we replace even the weekly Torah reading with the reading for for Yom Kippur, and then there's, we talk about Tainus, public fast day. So so there's not a you don't do fast days on Shabbos, and so and and so there's no special Torah reading, and, and there's, so there's no special Torah reading for the the Maimad services at those case. And what is a Maimad service? So I don't want to really overwhelm you with details, but I just want to summarize quickly. They're essentially people who who watch over the korbanos because they're essentially shluchim. They're essentially emissaries of the people who are giving the korbanos themselves, and they do some sort of some sort of special davening. But they don't really have um, but but there's but they it's the change only occurs on weekdays in the case where there's a tanis or a mamet service, uh, either a public fast day or where they're doing. These these type of services with with the with the special davening. There's none of both in both of those. The the change only happens on weekday, like we said, because this doesn't take place on Shabbos. And so when a public fast day falls on a Monday or Thursday, and and the and the the Maimed services of those days, the regular Torah reading is replaced with the special reading of that of that occasion. There's a lot of information about a lot of things, but that's just what we do around here. And I hope that you are excited because you're now one day closer to the holiday of Purim. Have a wonderful day.